Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Goosenov Show. It's me, your host Goosenov, and today we will be discussing mega projects and the future of our civilization. So I think that as it stands now, the American Empire is it's been dying for some time, but I think right now, I think the, the final nails are in the coffin and I think the American empire is more or less dead. And I think there's multiple ways to see it, but one of the most telling ways to know that the American empire is dead is due to the fact that as a society we think only in the short term rather than in the long term and I think that this is most critically shown through our society's reliance on consumerism as the primary economic motivator and the driver of our modern society. And what I mean by that is if you start a company, the heuristic that you use to see if if you're being if your company is successful is do I sell a lot of products? And let me maximize the amount of products I sell, but also let me try and continuously get more and more and more and more customers. And if I can do it in a subscription-based way, then that's probably the ideal, right? All companies are trying to utilize a subscription model to get as much money as possible. And the problem is, when you have a subscription model applied to something that is not a consumer product, a product that should be able to last and be something that can stay in your family for generations, like, you know, a car or some sort of personal laptop or something like that, which I believe you could probably engineer these things to be... You know, I, I think you can design them probably to be better or more, sus- maybe not sustainable, but something longer term than they are now. I mean, your phone is designed to be thrown away in five years. Um, anyway, I've talked about this in a previous podcast, and I've expanded a lot more on it. But my point is that consumerism, the primary economic driver today, is a very short-term type of thing. You know, it's concerned only with short-term profits, you know, making a cheap design that will break on you rather than creating something that is reliable, robust, and long-term. And in the modern day, one, I guess, noble human endeavor that we haven't forgotten, I think, is, is research research in the sciences. And I think, I mean, it's a good, you know, 
It's a good pursuit. But I think that it's only half of the picture with where humanity needs to be putting its resources. If you look at, if you go to any big city in Europe or I don't know most places in Europe, you know, the, the, the epicenters of, you know, the hubs of previous great civilizations, you know, like the British empire, if you've ever been to London or, uh, I'm assuming, you know, France, Berlin, you know, even Budapest, Hungary, Italy, like all these places, if you look at the architecture there, it's, it's monumentalist. It's, it's large. It's, 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 you know, substantial architecture. I mean, New York city, all these other places, you know, they're designed, you know, it's, it's, it's not a small thing. It's not just a, you know, a, 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 it's not a building that you can just throw away. Like people spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours individually, you know, designing and crafting each small intricate detail of, it. you know, from the, the columns to the, you know, the facades and all these other things, you know, each building has an insane level of craftsmanship in it. Whereas if you look at a modern building, right, it's, you know, a, a, a flat wall. There really isn't much detail there. And you can tell, well, the architects, they obviously didn't put, you know, they put barely any effort in, you know, they create something that, oh, it looks sleek. But in actuality, you know, it's like, who cares? They didn't really do much. Um, I mean, yeah, just, just look at, look at any, look at any amazing 18th century or 19th century, early 20th century, like, you know, classical architecture building versus a modern building. A lot more effort is put into the, uh, you know, the older buildings. And I'd say that that's partially because these empires were at the height of, of where they were and they were thinking in the long term. You know, if, if, if I'm going to be putting in like a ton of my time onto, you know, the, like a small little detail on a column in a building, right? Like a, like a small, small part of a massive building. I'm going to be putting tons of my life into that. The only reason I would do that is if I think that that building will last for a very long time. You know, if I think if I'm only looking at the short term, I'm not going to be spending my time on that. I'm going to be spending my time on other things. But if your society is at its peak, I would say, if, if you are the hub of a great civilization, you're going to be thinking in the long term for everything. And you're going to be willing to put your effort into monumental projects with the fullness of your being. So my point is that instead of focusing on short-term things, you know, like, oh, let's try and sell all the, all, all, as much plastic trinkets as we can, I think that there are only, there are two primary things that humanity should be focusing on. The first one is research, and the second one is mega-projects. Research, obviously, there's lots of ideas that need to be addressed and need to be thought of and we need to have solutions for, you know, problems in, in curing diseases, problems in, in, yeah, solving our health problems, problems in, in researching the limits of, you know, all the different fields of, of humanity. And I'd say that right now we're 
we're probably spending lots of our money and our time and our effort and energy into doing that. I mean, just look at how many people are trying to get college degrees. There's tons of money going into the college system. So I'd say that we're probably doing a, a decent job at that right now. But we've forgotten mega projects. So let's look at some previous mega projects in history just to kind of maybe explain this stuff. In the 1800s, I think America was actually responsible for for pioneering so many of these just insane mega projects. Like like ex- you going to the limits of what they had at the time, you, you know, using technology and stretching it as far as they could go and applying it in the real world. For example, I think in the, the mid-1800s or something, um, they, they laid down like a telegraph wire from Europe to America. You know, hundreds of miles of, of cord with like a giant, like a ship, like a, like a, a big ship they unrolled like a, a ravel, a line all the way under the ocean. In the 1800s, insane. Um, there are many examples like this. I mean, the Hoover Dam. Like, if you if you look into how insane that project is, like, using 1920s, 1930s technology, they created a, a, a wonder of the world, honestly. Like, so, point being, they used, they used their, their technology at the limits and created, like, massive, amazing things. And right now, sure, we can put maybe a cable under the ocean and from from Europe to America and whatnot, and it's a lot easier. But our technology is a lot better, and it's a lot easier for us to do that. And we're, I mean, if we're if, if we're if we're going to do that, and we're going to say, oh, you know what? Oh, this is a mega project. It's not because mega projects are relative to what a civilization can do, and our civilization can do a lot more, right? The the the, the Apollo missions, right? That's if you look into what went into that, it's insane. The the engineering, and and they 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 engineered things to the absolute limit. The Manhattan Project too. They, they went to the absolute limit of, of the technology that they had at the time. And they created something, you know, extraordinary. Right now, we could be building... Well, I'll go into what we could be doing. But let's look at kind of maybe... What are the, what are the areas of, of... Or actually, rather than that, because the areas span all disciplines. But... What are the goals of, of, of mega projects going into the 21st century and beyond? Just because we need to have you know, reasons for what we're doing. We need to have motivations. We need to have principles that are guiding us. You know, our mega project can't be like creating um, you know, an infinite paperclip generator. It needs to be directed in a good direction. I think some, some good principles are, are as follows. One of them is expanding life, expanding the limits of, of what life you know, you know, just life in general, because life is a good thing. Human life, animal life, plant life, all, all this stuff. 
and yeah and and I think well anyway we'll, we'll get into that expanding habitability too we need to expand the limits of kind of where we can live and where other life can live right this means maybe seasteading maybe colonizing antarctica maybe colonizing the seafloor that could mean building o'neill cylinders that could mean colonizing space we'll get into that uh, maintaining diversity in real diversity is hard to to generate and and it's very easy to lose and i know this cuz i've i'm taking a course in genetic programming programming and genetic algorithms and it's very easy to have a system well a system can kind of converge on maybe one well from my understanding a system it seems to me that a system can easily kind of you know become more homogenous and then lose you know the different ways that that it did it did things and it could get stuck in maybe like a rut of like oh this is the best solution um and i think that i think that there in in terms of humanity in terms of you know animal plant life and all this stuff the 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 diversity meaning the difference the differences between everything and everyone it took thousands tens of thousands millions of years to get to where we are and it's very easy for us to lose what we have i mean for example let's say that you're you're you're, you're planting crops right and there's a crop that humanity wants you know oh we want we want wheat or we want this or we want that right in order to have like a like fields of wheat and fields of that and blah blah i mean you're kind of going to have to displace the native population that exists there don't you like you know you have an acre of land there's a lot of biodiversity there you're going to have to bulldoze over it to plant your wheat or you're going to have to you know get rid of all displace all the animals there to put cows or whatever um, I mean, that's one way of, you know, losing diversity, but I'd say also in humanity, you know, there are tons of different cultures, there are tons of different peoples. And I think that, you know, we can't, it's, we can't just say, you know what, a one people is more important than another one, or, you know, what one culture is one that, you know, that, that we shouldn't have around, or it's, you know, if we start vilifying individual cultures or peoples or whatever, and we start saying, you know what, you don't deserve a, a, a homeland, you don't deserve a place, you don't deserve to exist, then you're losing an incalculable amount of, of diversity and, and, and like, the, the, the supercomputer that is life on earth created these different peoples, these different species of of animals plants and all these other things and it's very easy to throw it all away i mean for the sake of ideology for the sake of you know rampant consumerism or or the sake of you know not really thinking enough about how you're engineering things or how you're designing your societal framework 
And we have to make sure that we don't, you know, frivolously throw things away because, uh, well, I think only a society that, a society that only thinks in the short term does not understand things on the scale of tens of thousands to millions of years. And in a society that only thinks in the short term has no problem with throwing away, you know, things, important things that, that, that took a long time to make for the sake of where they are now and for the sake of, you know, whatever half-baked ideologies or economic incentives that they have. Anyway, we'll get, we'll, anyway, let's move on. I think you guys get the point. Um, that's, so maintaining diversity is one goal. Expanding human knowledge, that's another noble goal, you know, research or or understanding philosophy better or math or you know all these other things you know and then another one which is i think is extremely important is preventing um an apocalypse meaning preventing uh life from getting eliminated by a mat- by a natural or a man-made disaster of sorts and this is ex- incredibly important and i'd say that one other important thing there is maintaining virtue within your society because i think that if a society loses its virtue it can devolve in a in a major way and i feel like if an entire world loses its virtue i feel like that's an apocalypse level event as well in a very 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 real way so maintaining virtue is an important goal of a mega project in the future and today so so what are some examples of projects that we could build and and where what i think our civilizations of the future should be you know pool putting all their money into you know putting all their economic capital into they should be putting it into this rather than creating plastic rubber duckies one idea extraterrestrial colonization i'd say that well probably one of the reasons why elon musk is getting well is such a popular person today is because he's probably one of the only people that is maybe in a in a visionary kind of way or an inspirational type of way you know trying to rally together a large swath of society and put him in a certain direction you know how do we you know He's working on mega projects, and I think that's why he's popular, because working on mega projects is something that has been lost. He's one of the only people that's, I guess, uh, explicitly doing that. But the, the that goal of you know extraterrestrial colonization is one that I think there's an example of someone who's trying to do it. And I think we got to do it in different ways too, you know, building O'Neill cylinders, um, colonizing the moon, you know, stuff like that. Another one could be extreme environment colonization, you know, colonize it, trying to colonize Antarctica, the seafloor, um, you know, seasteading, going into like extreme areas, like let's say the Sahara desert, you know, how big is that landmass? You know, there's, there's, there's probably, probably hundreds of thousands of square miles just sitting there 
that are, that's being basically unused. But, you know, if we, if we can fully utilize the surface of the earth that we have, then I'd say that going into space and, and colonizing there would be a lot, maybe not easier, but like we'd be more prepared for it. And also it's just, it's a, it's a great use of, I mean, why not? Like, like that's not even the point. Like we should be doing that because we should be building mega projects because it helps expand life habitability, maintain diversity, expand knowledge, and prevent apocalypse. And if we aren't working on mega projects, then we are stagnating and our civilization is dying. Uh, another one, von Neumann colonization. What if we start working right now to create automated robotic systems that can go out to other stars or other planets and create you know, outposts and colonies so that we can expand there, right? There's, there's a cool video... Um, I'd look into it. Uh, I, f- I forgot exactly what it was called, but I think it was like a. How would you say it? Let me let me look it up real quick, because this is a good, a very good video. Um, uh, but essentially, the, the point of this video was, well, there's a paper. Oh, let me just look at what the paper is called. Uh, there's a paper called "Eternity in Six Hours." And essentially, the, the point of the paper was kind of looking at the feasibility of ex- intergalactic colonization using, I guess, from, from square one into, you know, the logical progression of where we would go with it. And essentially, I mean, I think using technology we have now, we could probably start, like, actually generating and creating like Dyson spheres and, and other, you know, mega projects and actually start colonizing, uh, the galaxy and then other galaxies by sending out, you know, automated von Neumann probes. And that's stuff we could start doing now. There's no reason why we shouldn't start thinking this big. The only reason we don't think this big is because we have blinders on that make us only think about things in the short term, because I think our society, our society's morals, our society's, the framework of what, what built our society has crumbled and eroded. And I mean, we're collapsing. So of course, we're not going to think this far ahead and this big because our society's demoralized. Look up, um, uh, Yuri Bezmov. Uh, you you should know who you should know who that is. And you should look at uh, his interview tapes. Our society is completely demoralized right now, and we're, we're never going to be great because it's over. So we have an opportunity now, since our society is over, to start again, and a society that, that is starting again can, can really become, you know, the, pioneer, the, the old American pioneers were, were truly, like, great. What they were able to build within a few, you know, decades was unprecedented in the history of, of, of humanity. Um, and I think we have another opportunity for that today, you know, um, but let's, let's continue. Um, mega architecture. I mean, this, this is, this is going back to the 1800s and even before, but I mean, why, why aren't we building monuments like huge architectural projects that, 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 both serve an aesthetic purpose, but, but also 
maybe even a practical purpose? What if we, we create like giant living environments, you know? What if we created like that Japanese pyramid where that, that was designed to be like, like several skyscrapers tall that was supposed to house like millions of people? Why not? Why don't we do stump something like that? Um, I think a great society would. And then another one could be automated mega project construction. What if we create systems that, that are able to, you know, build, you know, if using positive feedback loops in terms of, you know, like, uh, like a robot builds a factory and then the factory, um, does, you know, mines for resources and then builds another factory. And then, you know, it could create an exponential feedback loop where, you could you could create like really great stuff with like a very small amount of resources. Um, I mean that's an, that's another project. Another project could be global pollution cleaning. Why don't we why don't we stop just saying oh how we solve climate change? How we, why don't we just start building stuff that that you know does like works on this? You know instead of just like some proof of concept research team creating something that you know like start scooping up plastic why don't we like put a military level budget into like fishing through the entire ocean and picking up all the plastic that we can get why don't we put like a military level budget into to maybe uh getting all the space to space debris out of out of earth's orbit or yeah space junk so we can prevent a uh what is it the um like a cascade event why don't we why don't we start, you know, maybe, what was it, carbon sequestration or something like that? You know, uh, grabbing a bunch of carbon from the atmosphere. I mean, there's, we should be putting, if we, instead of just talking about these ideas, why don't we just start, like, putting real economic resources into solving it? Because one thing I've learned in engineering is that it's oftentimes, it's not about, oh, we don't know how to do it. We don't know how to solve it. I mean, you don't know how to solve anything when you haven't even started, and you can talk, you can talk and talk and talk. Oh, how do we do this? How do we? The way that you actually get things done is by starting the project and then getting it done. Um, and and if you don't have a budget, you don't have like money going into mega projects, then you're never going to solve anything. You're only going to you know improve your knowledge and your research on how to do stuff, which isn't the full picture. We need to do more than that. That's my point. Um, but yeah, I guess that 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 that's that's pretty much it. Um, to conclude, America is is dead, and I think that I think that. The problems that we see today are endemic of, you know, a dying civilization. But I think that it's this is good because it means that, I mean, when a forest burns down, now there's nutrients everywhere that you can use to create a new forest. And I think that that's it's probably the same case with with America today. I think that. I mean, in the ashes of this, you know, of the instability that's coming in the future, we're probably going to be able to create something even better than what we had before. And I think that 
you know, armed with this knowledge of, you know, like looking big in terms of where we should go with humanity. The future is going to be pretty bright and pretty cool. Um, we just need to be willing to think big. And we also need to have a, a conqueror's mindset. We can't, we can't think about things in terms of, well, rather, we need to think like leaders rather than, you know, little children that are huddled away and victims to everything, you know? We need to go out there. We need to, you know, we need to take it. We need to, not violently, I'm just saying, we need to, uh, we need to be willing to take control and uh and and create a new new civilization you know like anyway that means making money that means prioritizing you know getting into positions of leadership and uh economic power but anyway that's my point i think that's that's everything i had to say and i'm not encouraging violence or anything uh against YouTube's terms of service or anything like that, or Spotify's terms of service. Do everything lawfully and peacefully. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure you check out uh, Goosenov.com and uh, DM me on Goosenov or Goosenov.shop if you liked anything I said here. All right, thanks for watching and listening. Peace out, guys. Bye.